0: good morning to you. Thank you for staying with J1 1.9 FM. It is the first day of June 2022 and it's one minutes past the hour of 9 a.m. Thank you so much for being with me all the way from the newspaper headlines and review to the birthday caller and now it's time for us to talk politics and current affairs and that the current affair we will be looking at this morning uh, talking about uh, university students in Nigeria. I mean they've been away from school for months now and um, it's, it's really sad because it's said to even get longer. Uh, we've seen academic staff uh, unions, of course, meet with the government several times, but uh, they rejected uh, the player, you know, to try to calm down and back down, you know, leading uh, to a dead lock. So we're waiting uh, for my guests to come in to throw more light on this. And uh, before then, but we do know that at this point as well that, Nigeria is at a tipping point, you know, regarding security, human capacity development, economic growth. Uh, But many would say, however, that the biggest challenge we face as a country is not about the challenges, uh, you know, of today, but a bleak future, you know, staring Africa's biggest economy and the most populous black nation uh, in the face. So if we look beyond 2023 general election, you know, one sees, uh, one would almost say at this point, you know, our leaders, deliberate and maybe insensitive and indifference on various levels, you know, to the destruction uh, of, you know, one sector that offers, up, uh, offers us hope to safeguard and uh, recover the future. And uh, that is uh, the educational sector I'm talking about this morning. And uh, I have joining me via phone this morning, I have with me, hello, good morning. Hello. Hello, good morning to you, Comrade Noah. Yeah.
1: Yes, uh I am completely more than
0: all right, I have with me, joining me via phone, Comrade Noah, and uh, that is Comrade Danlami Noah. He's the Vice President and Zonal Coordinator, Kowasu North Central, and that is talking about uh, Colleges of Education, uh, Education Union, Kwasu, and uh, they also have some lingering issues, and I have with me in the studio, uh, Comrade Dr. Chris Piwuna. He's the H.O.D. Psychiatry, University of Joss, and Vice President, Asu. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Chris. Thank you very much. Good to have you here. Uh, so let's uh, begin to look uh, into what's going on with ASU at the moment. Uh, President Buari has appealed to the union uh, to end the strike in the interest of students and the nation. We've had other stakeholders come in also uh, to appeal, uh, you know, to ASU. So, I mean, how can we break this deadlock? Then uh, on the other end, uh, Comrade Danlami, can you hear me now? I am hearing you. All right. You are the vice president, zonal coordinator, KOASU. And, uh, there is something going on there, which you will update us on. But then let's start, uh, with what is going on with ASO at the moment. And, um. Sorry. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, many clerics even have waded into this matter and uh, stakeholders have tried uh, to put in Wayne, you know, into it. So, you know, what where, what were the details of the last meeting or where are you right now? Students are still at home and uh, just like I said earlier in my opener that you know, this is one sector that offers us hope, you know, to safeguard and recover our future and uh, it is worrying at this time, you know, that students are still at home. This is, this is the active... A uh, 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 part of uh, our, our our masses here in Nigeria, the students, the future of tomorrow, as we say, but they are all still at home. And of course, the lecturers, this must be taking a toll also, uh, the teachers, the lecturers who are at home, the parents also. Well,
2: thank you very much, and thank thanks for inviting me to this program. Um, well, this is the 14th also week, uh, the 14th day. We declared this action, and um, where are we now? We, I think, we've made some progress, especially in the last two weeks since the Minister of Education took over the uh, resolution of the matter from the Ministry of Labour, and um, we've had two meetings with the Minister of Education Malan over the last two weeks. We've had two meetings. With we have the, the team. Uh, we had daily meetings, daily meetings and work with the uh, media team that is assessing our platform for energy justice and this time around. Uh, we have also held a meeting for the first time in, this, in our three months at the time the Chief of Staff and the President. Uh, recall that when Naira, led by the Sultan and the President of Khan, the President of the country on the first of February. Uh, he instructed that the Chief of Staff to convene a meeting with uh, uh, the Minister of Education, Finance, uh, Labour, of Debo was there, Ministro of Education was presented, uh, was presented uh, at the Secretary of the Government of the Federation attended that meeting. Uh, the, Shufan, uh, they, they the, so, uh, the President of Khan and the 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 President of were all at that meeting. And that's where things started working. Um, so, let me take a minute to just see what we arrived mm. at that our payment platform, the new users, tested it in the instrument, we tested it in the we have, mm. we have subjected it was given for the testing the to be done. The Ministry of Education has report back uh, what the position of government is that's to the Ministry of Education. In the 2009, we negotiated agreement. Um, issues such as the health salaries of our members, as well as uh, some, some big matters that are associated with Time hmm. As it is now, the problem that still appears uh, not to be uh, making headway is the testing hmm. of our platform. And the problem why we are uh, unable to move fast in that is mostly that problem. When we tell the first meeting that uh, along with The NPS says we have no function to subject their yeah, software <coughs> testing, yeah, and
0: This is not the first time this is being done. So, what was the result of the previous uh, uh, exercise?
3: they assessed the software itself. So that user acceptability test was done. Uh, The vulnerability test was also done. Test was also done. Then the integrity test was also done. And when you put all the tests together, it was scored. And the total score we had is 99.3%. 99.3 percent we signed that test along with them but because government is reluctant to accept that ippis has failed woefully failed and is still failing they again rejected that test and said we should go back for another test and so we are always willing we are always willing to subject our, uh, ourselves. But why
0: would you write a test, pass, and then be made to rewrite it again? Well… What could be the reason?
3: We… The reason is clear to us. We have challenged Malin Isapantemi, doctor Isapantemi, Pantemi, that he was not qualified to be made a professor at the Federal University of Technology Oweri, FUTO we have challenged it, we have punished our members who participated in the process that led to his award of that uh, fraudulent uh, professorship we have punished them, we are still punishing them, and we are determined to see that that decision by the university is upturned. and he's not happy about it NIDA works directly under him in fact, in all the tests that we have done the stumbling block we've always had is by his senior special assistant, Professor Sahalu, who would always want to participate in the test as if he's a staff of NIDA and he's the one conducting the test. That test that was done have always had observers from the Federal Ministry of Labor, Federal Ministry of uh, ed- ed- Education, NUC, Do
0: they have Salaries and Wages Commission. NCC have a veto over the, the tests?
3: Well, they they, they need you say
0: all of these other ministries and observers are there, doesn't the award count for anything?
3: Well, uh, government will always be government. They will try to push their way no matter what. But the good thing is that at each of these tests, we signed... At the end of every day, hmm. we sign the documents, the testing for that day, and tomorrow we come, we start from where we stopped the previous day. We sign the document. Each of these tests was done that way, and we have been able to pass all the tests that was uh, right. applied on our software. We'll
0: get back to this conversation, Comrade Noah Danlami. <laughs>
1: Yes, I'm listening.
0: All right. So um, let's talk about um, uh, the, the Colleges of Education Staff Union of the North Central Zone and uh, what is going on with you at the moment. Uh, but before then, how would you describe the education system at the moment?
1: Well, uh, let me start by thanking you for the opportunity to air our views as a zone on the ongoing struggle between the federal government of Nigeria and our academic staff union, Kuasu. First and foremost, it's a non-fact that uh, no nation ever rise above the quality of its teachers. And it is also a fact that education remains the very solid rock and the foundation for any meaningful development. But it does appear that in the context of Africa and Nigeria in particular, our governments and leaders are yet to come to terms with this critical reality. And that underscores the reason why successive governments in Africa, and especially in Nigeria, have not been so interested in the need to actually revamp the education sector towards propelling development. And so, generally speaking, it does appear that our leaders do not actually understand the importance education play in the overall development of a nation. And so, the attitudes of government over the years have been that of total non and neglect towards the education sector and that is why we keep having problems and problems piling well, but the president over has the spoken a lot
0: sector. of uh, nigerians have also lent their voice are you saying that is not enough
1: well talking is different from acting uh you have just heard from my elder brother in us uh there have been agitations ...against government non-talented attitude towards the education sector. But governments over the years have paid this years to that. So even when you agitate and governments do not show the political will to address these problems... ...it boils down to nothing...
0: Hmm. So let's talk about uh, your union, Kwasu, and what is going on at the moment. So uh, what are your challenges? Uh, you've put out a press statement, a warning, saying that you would uh, likely go on strike soon. Uh, so what are the issues on ground? And uh, have you channeled these uh, issues, these problems, to the right persons who are in authority or custodians of, of, of these uh, issues?
1: Yes. Over the years, has had reasons to... Agitate against certain policies of government towards our subsector. Uh, of course, if you classify the various levels of education in the country, from the primary, secondary, to tertiary institutions, even in the committee of tertiary institutions, you will discover that uh, the colleges of education subsector. Has been the most neglected of all. Hmm. And I say that for obvious reasons. Uh, when it comes to funding needs, the budgetary allocation for the colleges of education subsector have always been the least over time. And as I speak to you, the federal colleges of education, the state colleges of education are almost strangulated, especially with the introduction of the IPPIS system of payment of salaries and other emoluments. Hmm. And now this has rendered these institutions almost incapacitated. So, how in terms has the of
0: IPPIS been able affairs to, of to do this, to achieve this? this negative effect. I said, how has the IPPIS been able to achieve this negative effect in the colleges of education?
1: First and foremost, uh, tertiary institutions by their very nature are supposed to be autonomous, if not totally autonomous, at least relatively autonomous in terms of the management of their finances. Because tertiary institutions are unlike other institutions that falls within the conventional civil service. So, uh, our programs are designed in a manner that they cannot effectively be managed by the civil service system. So, by introducing the IPTIS system, you are more or less bringing partially institutions under the direct control of the civil service system which is counterproductive to the school-running of these institutions. For example, there are programs that cannot be implemented using the IPPIS system. I give you a very simple example, sabbatical leave program. This is a program where tertiary institutions, including universities, benefit from the services of Specialized academic staff of other tertiary institutions that may not exist in such institutions. Now, with IPPIS, you can't implement such a program. Other than that, we know that there are a lot of Negative side effects associated All with IT. Right. Okay, so IDP.
0: currently, though, um, with your union, the north central zone of Kwasu, what is the issue on ground?
1: It's not different from what the national body of Kwasu is fighting for. As a union, we are affected by the negative policies of government, towards our sector. For example, we have had instances of signing agreements between our union and government over the years, and these unions have been jettisoned by government without implementation. Now, one of these agreements is the 2010 agreement that gets back to the current salary structure that we currently enjoy, known as compocas for academic staff and continues for non-academic staff. Similarly, it was in the same 2010 agreement that 65 years was accepted as the retirement age for academic staff in our College of Education system. Now, by the UN standard, the conditions of service including a monument of personnel for public and private institutions or organizations are supposed to be reviewed after every five years. Now, from 2010 to date, it's about 13 days running. And we felt that as a union, a lot of things have happened. We knew we, we, we needed to actually review this argument. And government accepted this idea and even advise our union to go ahead and set up a committee to negotiate with government. That our union has since done. But as I speak to you, the federal government is yet to constitute its own committee to negotiate with us. That shows that government is not actually interested in the renegotiation exercise. Again, there was this 2014 Agreement, which was a product of a presidential needs assessment exercise that was undertaken by government across all public colleges of education, whether federal or states. And the idea was for the federal government of Nigeria to access the critical needs of public colleges of education in the country and then attend to them. After that needs assessment, the federal government accepted to provide a sum of 487 billion naira for all the public colleges of education soon to chair among themselves with a view to addressing some of these critical needs. As I speak to you, these funds have not been released. And most recently, in 2019 to be precise, following our persistent agitations on government, the government went ahead to pledge Fifteen billion naira revitalization fund for all the public colleges of education just in 2019. Again, as I speak to you, not a dime has been released. I what can this go just on and on now, or to this has been... tell you more of such arguments that have been
0: breached. Mm-hmm. So that's justice. what I'm saying. So you guys have had uh, all of these issues, and it's been out there for a long time.
1: Yes, these issues have been there for quite some time, but government has been unconcerned.
0: And your, and your association has met with the government to, to negotiate. And you're saying that government is not meeting up to its own end.
1: Well, of recent, following our issuance of the 21 this ultimatum, government invited our union and we have been discussing, but I can tell you that no concrete agreements have been reached yet.
0: Okay, so you've given a warning strike notice. Exactly. Okay, so that is from what when to when and which states and schools will be affected.
1: Well, this ultimatum is supposed to elapse by the 6th of June. Hmm. After which we will reconvene a National Executive Council meeting to reconsider the issues.
0: Hello, are you there?
1: Yep. I am there. Okay, hearing... to
0: reconsider the issues and then if nothing uh, happens?
1: Well, we may be compelled to embark on an industrial action. As a union, we have always moderated our agitations and we have shown mutual understanding to governments over the years. But uh, we think that this time around we are not going to relent. We will try as much as we can. To ensure that the government address these critical issues.
0: All right. So which uh, states will be affected? Because this is a north central zone now. A
1: union. Mm. But we are fighting for the system, generally.
0: All right. So you are not fighting as a union before the system of education. All right. So which states will be affected, and which schools most likely?
1: Uh, It's a national struggle. Uh, We are only talking here as a zone, and we are in partnership with our national body. Mm. Uh, I I, I, I make bold to say that even as uh, Kowasu, the north central zone is worst hit by the neglect of government, both at federal and state level.
0: Why would you uh, say for that? For example, mm.
1: uh, colleges of education owned by states in the north central zone, uh, if you like, the most neglected in terms of funding, in terms of welfare, especially uh, emoluments or remunerations, and what have you. As I speak to you, uh, uh, Kaduna State College of Education, where I come from, still pay the obsolete countries salary structure as against compokers and companies which was introduced in 2010 13 years ago uh, similarly other tertiary I mean colleges of education in the north central zone have mutilated salaries trench salary structures outside the approved compokers salary structure this is unacceptable to us uh, besides if you will so Take we're going to see another to percentage of, of, of our youth and our
0: students at home soon if the federal government doesn't do something about this. Is what you're saying?
1: Exactly. Exactly. We we made bold to say that uh, we, we 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 have shown magnanimity to government. Uh, 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 of course, the issues agitated by ASU are the same issues we are agitating for. We are in partnership with them. All right, Dr. Chris. Let's throw you back into this
0: conversation. Are you surprised to hear all of this? Uh, Did you see this degenerating even to colleges of education being affected?
3: Well, yes. I I can see... And do you see it
0: spreading further? In which direction?
3: Well, you know, it would appear as if government have decided that quality of education is not a priority to them. Hmm. And There is also a belief in government circles that education is not public good. It is to be privatized. It is to be commodified, commercialized, whatever name you want to call it. That appears to be the position of government. And in addition to that, government is also trying to use uh, all the machinery at its disposal to make Nigerians... Accept that they cannot fund education.
2: Mm.
3: You know, listening to my colleague uh, from Kwasu, you can see very clearly that they were given 15 billion. The entire colleges of education in Nigeria, 15 billion naira. And we have people in government, as revelations show recently, that still tens and hundreds of of billions of naira for themselves and these are officials of government these are officials of government that we have sat together with discussed these issues they know what the issues are and the common refrain each time you meet with them is there is no money money government cannot do everything there is no money you have to allow the introduction of tuition fee if you want you know, the universities to run properly. If you want the colleges of education to run properly, if anybody, any Nigerian, is in doubt that the Nigerian government can sustain and fund public education in Nigeria, if you were ever in doubt, I think the events of the last two, three weeks will have clearly shown you that this government and indeed our leaders.
0: When you say events, which events are you talking about? I
3: mean, uh, when somebody is accused uh, of stealing 80 billion Naira, when somebody is accused of stealing 200 billion Naira, trillions of Naira, you know, and a state government is, you know, EFCC is holding the accountant general of a state government for misappropriating or stealing whatever name you want to call it, for over 400 billion Naira. When... Uh, politicians who have no history of business at all they have no history of family inheritance can give out billions of naira to win elections when houses of assembly and federal uh, constituencies people who want to win primaries can give out hundreds of thousands and millions of naira to each daily date and we know that these people have never been into business there is no link their parents have not been businessmen so there is no history of inheritance in their family of that kind of money and they have money to spend in this way government cannot convince any of us and Nigerians should take this very seriously, that there is nobody that can convince us that they can't fund public education. They can. They can do much more. They can make our health care better. They can make water supply better. They can make agricultural outputs to multiply. They have the capacity to do all of these things. But back to why we are in the studio today, this current strike, and why it is going to persist. Look, it looks abstract to Nigerian students when you are talking about UTAS, when you are talking about IPPIS, when you are talking about uh, some very far-fetched things that they can't connect with directly. But my colleague in Kwasu has clearly told you, look, if my salary has not been improved upon for the past 13 years, I'm still receiving what I got 13 years ago. It has two implications on the student. My morale will be low. My self-esteem will be low. When I see my colleagues who work in other agencies, who are doing their best, the way I'm doing my best, if I'm not even doing more in my own uh, sector, when I see them living better lives than me, of course, it will affect the way I take the work, the lecturing, or research, or whatever I'm doing in the university. It will affect it. And so psychologically, this struggle, because of its impact on the lecturer's and their family members, it's certainly going to be transmitted one way or the other to the student. Mm -hmm. My commitment to work will certainly be less. If this struggle fails, the state of our universities, the environment in which we teach will will, will deteriorate. If it deteriorates, what I do in that environment will also have a direct impact on the student. I'll tell you what. And I want those who are listening to just listen carefully. If you have any brother, but especially a sister, a relation, or a friend who is female and works in the University of Joss, ask her what she does when she's pressed. Do we have public facilities in the university? How would say a female lecturer few, using the same restroom with countless number of people. It's easier for us men, isn't it? But imagine that you come to work something as basic as that. You come to work and when you come to work in the morning you want to make sure that there is no reason why you have to ease yourself while you are in the university. And so once you are pressed because you don't want to use a shared public space You drive back home. Hmm. Would you want to come back again to the university that day? Certainly not. But if all these facilities were in place for us lecturers, I can stay in my office from morning till night. Students can come in and see me at any time of the day with their projects, with questions come for tutorials, whatever it is.
0: Well, let's hear from our listener. We'll find out what's obtainable in other countries. even let's talk about just
3: before you go into even. the listeners, I'm sorry. Mm. You know, I'm trying to make the connection between this struggle and the need for improved facilities in our universities and improved welfare for our members, which can translate to our better output with our students. I just want to, to make that point very clear.
0: Well, They, they say with ASU strike on, Nigerians have spent $221 million, about 92 billion naira on foreign education in just three months. Now, this is according to a recent data by the Central Bank of Nigeria, CBN. Meanwhile, data by the United Nations Education Scientific and Cultural Organization, UNESCO, says about 76,338 Nigerians were studying abroad as of 2018 alone. Now, according to the data from CBN, Nigeria spent at least $220.86 million on foreign education between 2021 and February 2022, just this year alone. Hello, good morning. Yeah,
1: hello, good
0: morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Let's talk your live In a minute, please. Your name, your location. Okay. Yeah,
1: my, okay. my name is Wami. I'm from Kwang.
0: All right. Let's talk, Wami. Yeah. All
1: right. The problem is that this issue of strike is coming something else. I don't know. the strike from, as we've been at home, the issue of strike, and they don't want to say this, or, or, or they say the issue of uh, IPTIS. I don't know what it is. His name is always about to please strike and all of these strikes, because we are not finding it. Easier. Yes, so but do you understand the issue, the issue at stake? The they don't even talk about education. I don't, I don't even know whether, whether in Nigeria we don't value education. And there's no any society that can develop without education. So I don't know. I don't know what is what's wrong. So basically, I've been
0: frustrated being at home for this long. Yeah,
2: that's the point. Hello.
0: 090556 in four places. 9909098848848. You can also find us on facebook.com forward slash JFMJoS, Twitter at JFMJoS. Please make a comment brief so we can give other people the opportunity as well. Good morning and welcome.
1: Hello, good morning.
0: Welcome.
1: Thank you very much. My name is Omar. I'm from TG and Show. Yes, I will comment. I guess you have spoken well and actually for federal government to say that they cannot fund public education, I think this is what we cannot believe because they cannot say that they don't have the money. We have seen a lot of corruption that is happening inside this present administration. How much do you asked need or how much do you ask want? But see, a person, one person under this present administration, you see moving over almost eight hundred billion naira, nothing is happening. And they are saying that they cannot fund education. It's no wonder that their children now are the ones collecting all the political seats. They are rotating, so that means they don't want no one to be educated. And uneducated society that will bring all this kind of insecurity that we are facing? If federal government is not ready to pay, uh, fund education, that so that every federal government should get ready to, 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 to face the challenges of insecurity that is coming up. And I'm calling on Nigeria what this thing is happening at the of election. We should try and use all this kind of points. To vote for credibility, to vote for something that can ever be changed. Why can we vote for something that we continue with? Uh, 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 and see all these kind of
0: killings. Thank uh, you so, so much, much Sadiq in Indeed, we we've made a already. very important point. You know, we should use at uh, this time to use our PVC as well and know exactly, you know, who we're voting and what they stand for. Hello, good morning.
1: Good morning,
0: um, uh, Welcome. Your Hello. Hello? I, didn't, I didn't get your name. Can you hear me clearly?
1: Yeah, my mom is in the from the material. Let's
0: talk, let's talk.
1: Yeah, you, your guest of spoken at the webinar on uh, if, if, if It shouldn't be a problem in the court because we've understood the fact that we have to be the, the only law, only, still, only corrupt leaders, we have to... After taking much of our money, the only enrich and education aside, pushing their own children abroad to study and get quality education so that they can come back and take over leadership, which is very unfair. I love all your <coughs> I love all your guests that have been talking about because that is just the truth. We need quality education. We should keep fighting and we will keep fighting with them. Thank you.
0: Thank you indeed for your time. Zero nine zero five five six in four places. Nine nine zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight
1: eight four eight. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Hello?
0: Hello.
1: Go right ahead, please. Thank you very much. Good morning, Mr. Morning. Sorry, it's unfortunate we just came with every sector, different institution and sector in this country, even education, even security, even. We are doing a different thing. I've said it over and over this platform. The police would move relatively close to me. No that we stop, even everybody must to me, so that we can come back home. And that this look local issue, not one, academically, otherwise not so. If you have an option, you will not have any people to rectify really the one at home. So let's come out if you really want to move forward. You know black man, now, you know him now. He's not a white man that has an absolute conscience. He cannot do it. So what I'm saying is that there's a need for his to even if he Okay, look at what the money is saying there. All the money be there. where did they go? Who ask a question? Because the government comes and the minister is Where did they go? Did to the classroom? They yes, No, They can't get there. So let us rush out some of these people, would the institution and the government itself. And the government should remove itself. The money to the, the can money. the money itself. Thank you, thank you so much
0: We appreciate your input this morning. All right, keep the comments coming on our feedback handle, facebook.com forward slash jfmjoss in Twitter at jfmjoss. All right, let's get back into the conversation. Now, our comrade Noah Danladi. Yes, all right, so let's get uh, begin to get your parting words. What is your solution before this thing uh, you know, uh, blows out of proportion like the ASUS strike? What, what is your advice at this time?
1: Yes, uh, the solutions are very obvious and clear. It's for government to demonstrate the political will to address these issues. And let me quickly say that I am happy with the reactions of the audience It appears that people are actually getting to understand the issues at stake and are coming to terms with the reality of the situation with the education sector. So it depends on government, both at federal and state level, to come to terms with these issues and address them practically. We are no longer interested in, you know, policies, and signing and not listen to them. So, if 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 we have to resolve some of these issues, particularly the very critical ones, our uh, government must demonstrate political will to do so. Uh, address the issues as they are, and they are, you know, let's get the system uh, because as it is, uh, the education sector of Nigeria from. Every indication is almost completely grounded. You can imagine the scenario where the colleges of education all over the country will close down, in addition to the university students that are already here. This will increase the spirit of because, of course, an idle mind the people's workshop. And one would have thought that. Uh, a government that is battling with this uh, level of insecurity. So we are calling on government to address the issues. Our uh, doors as labour union are uh, ever open, and we are ready to dialogue with government constructively towards uh, the resolution of the issues at stake.
0: All right, thank you so much, Comrade Dan Ladi. Now back to you, um, Doctor Chris Piwuna, you are uh, the ASU vice chairman. So um some some would say also that it seems um, ASUS strike is synonymous with end of or beginnings of new administrations. <laughs> so, um, and then again, one has to ask, is it really sustainable for government to continue to fund universities? You've made your points clear, but why do you believe that government can and should do this?
3: I think that government can fund public education for this following reasons. As we are today, nobody knows the revenue Nobody knows how much NNPC returns back to the coffers of the government. They are unaccountable. Nobody can tell you exactly how much FIRS gets into the coffers. Nobody, no, no longer do we find people talking about how much the customs return to the coffers of the government. In the NL, uh, NLNG, the liquefied natural gas, you know, all these cash cows i have a report of 90 2019 there is no accountability in any of these agencies in terms of revenue accruable to government you were here recently i heard you talk about the amount of oil that is lifted stolen crude in this country so there is nobody that will convince us in aso that government cannot fund education. They are simple. Look, you said our parting words because the program is coming to an end. Viewers will agree with me that we have gone full cycle in Nigeria. In 2015, when this government came into office, their number one target was to fight corruption. Now, they are living in less than a year. We are worse in corruption than when they came from the revolutions that we're so, getting so to
0: ask how much would meet asu's budget that asu is asking for at this time
3: well there was a needs assessment and it's a, this is a very good question because i told you we've made progress in our current discussion and i want to also uh acknowledge the comment made by our listener from kwang who talked about being tired of this strike and all that honestly i think we are turning the corner because we've met in the last two weeks and we're seeing some promises that are coming from government. And so that takes me to the question you asked, how much is Asu going to need? What government is telling us right now is that they can't give us the 1.3 trillion into, they can't pump that money now into the university. We have questions about that. But that's, we are ready to to discuss with them. In fact, we have virtually finished discussing that with them. They are going to um, inject some sizable amount of money into the Nigerian universities. They are also going to look at some of our uh, um, demands. That is based on the 2009 agreement. This weekend, by Friday, we are meeting with Professor Nimi Briggs to tie they lose ends. lose ends on that matter. So, to a very large extent, I can't give you a figure now, mm. really, because that would uh, because preempt. Because
0: right here, uh, Nigerian government says con- uh, country lost $1 billion to oil theft in three
3: months.
0: <laughs> on, so, is also saying Nigeria lost $434 naira to crude oil theft in Q1.
3: Do we have a country? I mean, are we the only ones that are producing crude in this country? Are we the only ones blessed with oil in the world? Hmm. That this kind of theft can only happen in our own domain, in our own country. And it's why nothing, nothing, nothing is not on. So in terms of how much is needed, uh, without preempting what our meeting will be into this time, hmm. I can assure you that we are turning the corner in that one. And we hope that our students can get back. But we would always whole fire to the feet of this government or any leadership at all in this country. We will not let them go. We will not accept the the, the narrative that they are putting out there that they cannot fund public... So
0: if all of this fails, can you paint a picture of what would happen to the Nigerian education, public education?
3: As it is now.
0: God forbid it fails.
3: If it fails, I... I I can't give you an answer of what would happen if this fails, but I think that it is about time. I've always said this. I've said this on this program in the past, that what we're seeing in the educational sector is actually a metaphor for what is happening in this country. You cannot convince me that the insecurity that we face in this country is less than the problem in the educational sector. You cannot convince me that the poverty in this land is less important than education. There are so many problems that we need to change. And if these efforts fail, then I think that Nigerians would have to find a solution to address the ruling class of this country that would bring in leaders and I'm, I'm grateful that we're talking about this at the verge of elections that will bring in leaders that do not have one cobo, but they can deliver. We have tested General Bwari.
0: Well, some people have even blamed the education sector saying that, you know, most of this uh uh, electoral uh, uh, bodies are headed by professors who are from the universities. So, uh, some people are saying that you guys are responsible for the leaders that we get to when it comes to, you know, collating results and all of that.
3: Honestly, I do not believe that ASU or any academic staff will successfully wiggle himself out of that question. We take blame too for what has happened. Just to say that, as ASU, We have refused since 2011 as a union to participate in elections. Since we conducted the 2011 elections with Professor Jega, we have outlined the reasons why we will not participate. So Nigerians should not confuse academic staff with ASU on this matter. We have seen the problems with the electoral system. We have highlighted it to the electoral body. And we said unless they change those things we're not going to participate and we have not participated as a union but our members who have the right as nigerians and uh, the freedom to do what they want to do they are free to go and participate and we acknowledge that academic staff as well as others have participated in this process that has uh, brought in some of these criminals into office because they are thieves we should have stopped them at the electoral uh, so do you think
0: the best thing is not to participate or maybe to have found a way to better the system to participate properly
3: i think that the best way forward with this electoral process is for us and we are going to push for it is for us to push the position that it had submitted to INEC to see how they can correct those things and allow us participate because we know our members who have good standing we know our members with integrity and i think that as who participating again as a body in the electoral process will clean up the system recall that 2011 election has the least litigations in the history of these elections in Nigeria. And I think that if we go back to it as a union, it would help the process. Our staying away from it, even though we have a reason for staying away, because we presented the report, even the last elections, Professor Mahmood came to us, and we again presented to him our position, do this, this, and that, so that we can participate. They have refused to do it. And if we can push them, and nigerians know what our position is you know on those issues and they put pressure on INEC and government to effect those changes then i think uh it may make it better but as it is now we have certainly uh, our members do not on the platform of ASU, have certainly not done well in some of the electoral processes and we are very happy that one of our members has been jailed in uh, Akwaibom State uh, for, I think, three years or so for compromising the electoral process. We hope that more of our members who participate and do the wrong thing would be arrested and locked up, sentenced for what they have done to Nigerians. And not just uh, ASU members, but indeed the entire uh, Nigerian uh, uh, civil service or anybody who... Participates in the electoral process. Well, this
0: is a good place to leave it this morning. Uh, Thank you so much for your time, Comrade Noah Danlami, Vice President, Asuna Coordinator, Kwasu, North Central Zone. Thank you so much. And also thank you, Dr. Chris Piwuna, HOD, Psychiatry, University of Joss, and also Vice President Asu.
3: Thank you very much. It's, it's a pleasure. Always a pleasure to
0: be here. Uh, and I hope you have been educated uh, by those from that particular sector, from experts from that sector as well, uh, to help you make better informed decisions. And uh, we do hope uh, to see the end of these problems. And those of you are home parents and students and youths, please take it easy. Make sure you stay out of trouble and keep listening to J101.9 FM. I'm yours truly, Zoe Machunga. Have yourself a fine Wednesday morning. Do stay tuned. News of the Hour comes up next. And after that, the midday show with Ogi Debo. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. <laughs>